This episode of Creative Control is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. Hey there, this is Casey Finey, host of Creative Control. We're taking a little break right now while we work on the next season of the podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back soon with new conversations and stories about what's changing in the creator economy. In the meantime, I wanted to share an improv workshop from Fast Company's Innovation Festival last fall, hosted by yours truly and led by actor, singer, and improv extraordinaire Wayne Brady. Okay, I'm excited for this one. So. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> hey. So polite. So. Well, we're going to say, hey, bitches. Get the- <laughs> Just kind of word is this that being polite? Yeah, man. It's good to see, good to see everybody. I love yeah, it. Thanks for being here. No, thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. You're a busy man. You got a red eye to be here. So just saying, like, we appreciate the dedication. Like, you make time for the things that are valuable to hey, you. Now. So I appreciate that. So, I mean, you are the multi-hyphenate to end all multi-hyphenates in entertainment. Like, you are recording artist, actor, comedian, TV host, Broadway star, producer. Am I missing anything? Uh, dad. Um, <laughs> bad cook. Uh. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I feel like I really got a sense of, of who you were through Whose Line Is It Anyway with improv. And so, I want to know, I mean, hey, right? Fantastic show. And... Of course, comedy has so many different avenues. So what pulled you into improv in the first place? Um, nothing pulled me. It's not a destination. Mm-hmm. Because like even you saying that you got a sense of who I am because of who's like, no, that's a piece of a job of one of the things of a skill set that I do. Mm-hmm. It's like me going, because you interviewed me once, I got you. Yeah. No, <laughs> right. it's a, it's a skill set that I really did not even know that that's what it was called. I stumbled into uh, improvisation. I was doing a, uh, a corporate film and I met this person that was playing opposite me. And, I, and I'm ashamed to say, you know, I was a randy little 18 year old and I was hitting on this woman <laughs> and she said, oh, that's cute child. But, you're, but I like how we, we talk and we get along and you make me laugh and I think that you would be good at improv. And I said, what's, What's improv? She said, it's, it's a spontaneous art. Uh, it's theater of, of making something out of nothing. I said, oh, you mean make-believe? Yeah, like I, I do that all the time. And, and that was what I now look at as my superpower. The way that I grew up, um, I, I still, still am to this day. I, I was a child very much to myself. Yeah. So I created all my space with friends, yeah, sad, right? My my imaginary friends and stories and 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 I had a rich imaginary world. And then I would draw and and I would write these books and I'd write scripts and stories and I'd read them and then I'd record them, um, you know, using a tape player. To anyone younger in here, it's a thing with a <laughs> with a magnetic strip on it. Um, and and so I'd already been primed to do it. I just didn't know that that's what what it was. And I'm so glad that I met Claire and uh, through Claire and a group called SAC Theater back in Orlando, Florida, I I joined a group called Theater Sports. And from there, um, it just became an integral part part of my life. And one one that I didn't know that would become a superpower. And how would you say, because improv is such a specific art form because it's just, like you said, it's making like something out of nothing. So how would you say it has stretched you creatively? It hasn't stretched me mm-hmm. because, and now this isn't to make it because we're going to do stuff and it's going to be hard, but 
It's not like it was hard for me. So it didn't stretch me. It enhanced me. Mm. It opened up my eyes. And in fact, if anything, once I discovered that that was something I could do, it made me whole as a performer. Because we wouldn't be having this conversation if I weren't a singer, dancer, actor who also had the capacity to improvise. My strength, I think, as a performer is taking these varied pieces and putting them with the art of improvisation to be able to do all of that stuff. So once I found that, that was that that was the missing link in my thing. Mm. So while I, I don't think it stretched me, it it helped me stretch every other thing that I could do. I think of improvisation more as the glue, as the binding fibers. And so that's why when later on in life I thought, why wouldn't you be able to use improvisation in a corporate setting? Mm. Uh, why wouldn't you be able to use it in your relationships? Right. Because it's a it's a binding glue. And that's what I was going to ask. I mean, you've been working on building out this improv empire, you know, as if you don't have that many jobs to do it's already. It's not an empire right but, now. It's just a uh, Airbnb. <laughs> just a very small a soon to be empire. small little cute place in the valley. Yeah. <laughs> and I would love to hear a little bit like how that came into focus for you because this is something that I mean, I haven't really heard much of this of like someone building a business around teaching someone the tenets of improv to like excel in business and their personal life. So like, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how that came into focus for you. I can't claim to be the first one because I'd be lying. You're the first one I know. Oh, well, good. <laughs> well, I'm the first one. There you go. Yes. And I built this place. Um, so it's been around for a long time. Um, even when I started doing improvisation, the company that I was with, SAC, they were initially responsible for, for all of the street theater at Disney back in the day. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like maybe the... Uh, the early 90s, um, they were all of the annoying improv actors when you go into a certain part of the park. Welcome, lords and ladies. Oh, God, leave me alone. They, they were responsible for those shows. Right. And they, so, so I first learned of doing the business application through them years and years ago. But what I feel I'm going to bring to this particular piece is it isn't just whether it's Second City. And, and before I say this, I'm not talking trash about any other company, so everybody with a camera, there will not be a TikTok of, ooh, Wayne Brady was this in Second City. No, (laughs) Second City, UCB, almost any of the sketch improv groups worth their salt, they have a corporate arm because it's a business. But what I feel is missing in in it is there's a a person-to-person empathic piece that is missing in business, in my opinion. Not just in regular business, but in show business. It's missing in the world. It's why you turn on the TV and everybody is divisive because no one listens. One of the core tenets of improvisation is listening. Active listening, not just listening to talk, talk, so I can jump in and do a double dutch so I can say my piece now. No, I mean really listen. And it took me having my own I'm going to say uh, failures because you're supposed to fail in improv. It's a failure-based venture in career and in relationships to go, what am I doing wrong? What's the piece am I leaving out? Well, well, for someone that's so damn good at listening on stage, maybe I'm not listening to my partner in a relationship. Why can't I take the yes and when I'm on part, the stage with my partner, uh, Jonathan, and we're doing shows? 
I dare say that I've probably listened more attentively to Jonathan than I have to any romantic interest in my life <laughs> because I'm on stage and like, I'm right here with right. you, buddy. So that's like, huh, here's, here, here's something novel, Wayne. Shut up and listen to the person you're with. And then go, maybe I should listen to the people that I'm creating with. Maybe I should listen to the dude that I'm sitting with at the car wash because maybe they have something interesting to say instead of being closed off. So those things started on a purely selfish level because I wanted to, and this ties into the mental health initiative, I, I wanted to find a way as someone who has identified as a chemically depressed person who, uh, who, who has struggled with those things, who is an introvert, yeah. who, uh, and by nature, an introvert isolates. So I'm an isolationist. And in improv, I have to be a team player. On stage, I'm a team player. So why can't I bring those things that I do on stage to life? And that's the thing that hit me. I went, that's what's missing. Right. So yes, I would love to help people be able to, to grow their businesses by, by listening to their employees and their peers. But I also want to help people, and, and this is going to sound very Pollyanna, I'd love to help people like I'm trying to help myself just engage and listen to get us to a place of homeostasis in terms of how we treat each other. You don't have to love everybody. You don't even have to like everybody, but maybe we can actually just talk without hating. Mm. And so if I yes and you, I can, uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Woo, I'm good. No. Um, if, if we can just do that at the bare minimum, right. that would be a great thing. And I think about that and uh, how different improv groups that you don't know each other, but if you're on the same level, we all can play together. It's like being a musician. If you're a good, good musician, you can jump up and jam with me. So I want to take all those tenants and just apply them to life. Yeah. So I'm going to leave plenty of time for you to do your activity. So I'd love for you if you just like set up what we're going to do today. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you already learned a little something? Whew. Let me get out of the way. Let me in, get out uh, of the way. <laughs> in the 29 minutes and 30 seconds, um, I was briefed backstage because this is an amazing event. But he said that as soon as this hits zero, I'm to say bye. So I'm going to try to get this in because I don't want to do it mid-sentence. So, um, so this is my buddy, Jonathan Mangum. Jonathan is on Let's Make a Deal with me. And whose line is it anyway? Hey, man, you made it. <laughs> so, um, so, so we don't have a ton of time. So I figure the quickest, easiest way, way to do this is, is I will just really lay out the basics. And then Jonathan and I will illustrate by doing. And maybe if time permits, we can bring one or two people up on stage. And then if anything, this will just be good, a good seed. And if it's something that you're really interested in, then you can follow up. And it doesn't even need to be, be with me. Go and study improv with somebody or, 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 or online. Just learn. But you also can reach me online because I will be setting up these sessions across the country. Um, the, so like I said, yes and. That, that is the word of the day. And you'd be surprised how often you do and do not use yes and. That is one of the basic tenets of improv. In fact, you, you can't even do improv if you don't use that, right? Like nope. That is the, it's, it's stunted. Yes and is a conversation. Every day, everyone in this room improvises. Every time you have a conversation with someone, hey, how you doing? Oh, 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 I'm good. Blah, 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 blah. You are yesing. Now, when you yes and is if you have a conversation, well, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. And you then 
continue the conversation with something meaningful. And before you know it, you both are exchanging information. So now that the information is being exchanged, now is where the act of listening. Because, you know, when you meet somebody, um, so you good? Yeah, I'm good, man. Great. Uh, platitude, platitude, handshake, handshake. Instead of the yes and, I'm really going to listen to what you say so that if you ask me something, I, I was listening to you. I can actually have a meaningful conversation with you. That's one of the things that I actually did okay in a relationship sometimes is that because I'm used to taking in information, I can regurgitate years worth of things right back at you. So don't tell me, well, you forgot my birthday. No, I didn't. March 5th, 1976. Leave me alone. I'm very good at that. I'm very good at that. So that in itself is a conversation. So we'll just do some something. I think maybe let's do a one word at a time story. Okay, sure. This is just to, to illustrate. We have to listen to each other to do this. We're going to tell a story. We're going to do it one word at a time, going back and forth as fast as we can so we really don't have time to think about it. Our responses are based on what we've heard and what we immediately come up with, not a, oh, we said this, so I'll say. No, we are just doing listen and, and instinctively go. You want to get something? Uh, sure. Uh, let me talk to you. What's your name? Maya. Maya. Uh, what, what was your favorite subject in high school? History. History. Okay. So we'll take the subject okay. of history. And Maya, and where'd you grow up, Maya? In New York. New York. All right. Maya, New York, and history. Right. Okay. The story of Maya begins in 1844. Back in Dutch years. <laughs> when Maya first came to the country, she was wanting a new job. So she said, I will be going to the University of History where people will learn historic cool things like. Agriculture, mnemonics, and <laughs> horticulture. All three are available for free on phoenix.com.university.edu. <laughs> See? So. <laughs> so. So just like that. Now, now to be fair, we've had over 25 years of practice knowing each other's brains but but that is in in a way exactly what we did and really listening like i am trying to be keyed into him that is one of the first steps in empathy right just listen i'm not asking you to hug anybody i'm not asking you to lend them money i'm just saying listen just listen and listening is hard it's hard y'all we, we know there's so many distractions, so many things that we've got going on to actually zoom in and focus in on somebody and listen is one of the hardest things that we can do, but it's one of the most effective things that we can do. Don't just do the fake ass eye contact stuff that they teach you in seminars sometimes. If you look at your customers like this, they, no, look at them, but really listen. That's, that's really the bread and butter of what we do, because without the listening, we can't take anything in. So in a corporate setting, I would imagine, because I have not, thank goodness, had to be in a corporate setting, <laughs> but be listening to each other, either on a team or if you're the boss. Being the boss doesn't mean that you're always right. Being the boss doesn't mean that you don't have to listen. Just think how effective your machinery could be 
if you had a clear line of communication with everyone that you worked with, and that helps the wheels of creativity spin. I, I can do a solo improv show. I've done many shows by myself where I'll just walk on stage and I'll make stuff up, I'll make up a story, I'll do characters, folks give me things, and they're great. They're funny, I tell you it's awesome, go look it up online. But the most rewarding times that I'm on stage, I'm on stage with this guy, where we have fun, where we make magic, or when I'm with my buddies on Whose Line where we're making each other laugh. It's just more rewarding. So now we've talked about the, the, uh, the listening piece. So, so what do you think would be a good, good illustration of yes anding? Um, just doing the, the yes anding exercise. For yeah. Yes anding. Okay, so this is how you shut down a scene and you also shut someone down in life. So I talked about you know, the relationship piece. So, so, so let's just act out a, uh, you know, um, where, wh what's your dream date, ma'am? Yes. To go to the Maldives. Per oh, okay, great. That's just so we're, sorry. So we're showing not yes and huh? right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so I want to go to the Maldives. Okay. All right. This is shutting someone down. Hey, honey, I'm already packed. We're not going anywhere. But I've already packed. We're not ma even married. <laughs> um. Okay, friend that I care so much. We've about. never met. Um. Hello, stranger. I am. You're a hologram, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. So see, that not very entertaining, or if it's entertaining, it's for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And it completely shuts down the scene. There was no yes ending, there was no care, there was no listening. Now, this is a better version of that. Hey, honey, I packed, packed the suitcases. I'm pregnant. This is amazing, so we can have a baby shower and a honeymoon all in one go. Yes, I'm ready to put, I didn't tell you, I'm nine months ready to go right now. Oh, um, now? Yeah, I'm I want it out in the Maldives. Okay, well then we gotta get on the plane. Okay, great. Uh, here, I also got you this. <gasps> it's about time we got married. Right, I wanna do the whole thing right now. Oh, I love you. And so, so there was so much acceptance, we over accepted. Yeah. So that's what you do, like when you yes and, it just wasn't as like, oh honey, let's go to Maldives, sure. No, I'm pregnant, here's the ring, let's go to that, you over accept. So, uh, so I like that a lot, and, uh, and I love the Maldives, I've never gone before. Um, let's get two people on stage, let's get two people on stage to just see, uh, is anyone comfortable with being on stage? I should have asked. You, you ma'am? Sure. And you, sir, Christian? Okay, Christian, I'm gonna ask you to stand, stand right here for me. And what's your name? Monica. Monica, nice to meet you. I want you to stand right there for me as well. Okay, so you guys aren't mic'd, but it's not a very big area, so, so, so they can. For what game? Uh, just speak out for me. Yeah. Sure, hi, everybody. Did you hear her? Yeah. Easy peasy. Great. Um, they'll, they'll do our dialogue. Great, so when we touch them? Yes. All right. Okay. Oh, great. Thank you go. so much. Ooh, look at that. Man, y'all got some money. <laughs> got microphones and water backstage? Okay, so perfect. So, so, so every time I touch you, you are gonna fill in my blank. All right, so this will determine if you are really listening to me and listening to the story that we're, we're moving forward with, okay? Good. All right, perfect. Same here. If I touch you, you fill in the blank. Got it. Got and do I have your consent to touch you on your arm? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, just touch. <laughs> do I have your consent? No. Okay. <laughs> and scene over. Um, let's see. Uh, best, 
Best gift to give at Christmas to someone you don't like? <laughs> Wine. Ooh, yeah, you set him up for a downfall, devious. Okay, so uh, wine. Wine. All right. Ding dong. Ah, they are here. Hi, Renee. just me. Hello, Charles. Huh, where's Cynthia? She couldn't make it. She doesn't like you. <laughs> Good. I hope you enjoy the... 85 Charles Shaw that I picked up today. Oh, it seems that it was made in... Holland. Made in Holland. Yes, it is. A Holland wine. It is a Holland wine. It's next to the Maldives, I think. Hmm. Geographically challenged, of course. We don't have to pretend we don't like each other. I know that in the meeting, you went to our boss and... Uh, stepped uh, on his toes. Stepped on his toes. I did. I did step on his toes. Because my plan is to become CEO by 2023. I might have told the board that you... Slept with your secretary. Slept with your secretary. I know that you were the person that did that. And to get you back, when you get home today, there'll be a nice... Set of flowers. Set of flowers. I'm treating meanness with kindness. Because I have embraced corporate synergy, my friend. Look, the first thing I learned at the seminar, at the Innovation Seminar Festival, was that... Um, everybody's mean. Everybody's what? Everybody's mean. Everybody's mean. Everybody's mean. That's a basic truth. But sure. if, every, if everybody's mean and I'm nice, I can start the dominoes of niceness. You just tipped me over. I did. I can't believe you just did that. I can't believe you just did that. I could tell from what you said the first time. <laughs> I tell you what, take this glass, here's the wine. As my grandfather used to say... Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> ah, he was from the old country. Yes, he was. Well, as my grandmother from Poland would say... Drink until you die. Yes, she had a very clear English accent. Yes. And she loved chaos. Good she, luck with your CEO and I hope you enjoy the flowers. Good luck with you as well. I'm going to leave, but before I do, I will say this famous quote from Gandhi. Oh. Be the change you want to see in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take that. You didn't expect that, did you? Give both a big round of applause. I'll take that thank from you. you. Thank, thank you so much, Christian. Monica, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was great. That's awesome. So, so see, and, and you guys also unknowingly, you illustrated some, something else. Fearlessness. That's a part of what, what going into business for, for yourself. Because I consider myself a small business. Every single actor that does what they do, you are a small business. So unless you're Tom Cruise or Will Smith or somebody, you are a small business. You, you are the CEO of this company. You then lend your services out. You hope that someone will, will engage with you and they like what you do enough to offer you a long-term contract. That, that's scary. Doing this is scary. Being on stage in front of peers, in front of people that you don't know is scary. It's a big possibility that you'll fail. 
Improvisation is actually based on failure. When I talk about teaching improv, when, when we teach improv seminars, some, some, sometimes even actors that I know that you would know if you saw them on screen, oh, I can't do that comedy, <laughs> improv scares me. So no, it's not about the comedy, it's just the art of jumping out there and without a safe, safety net. That's okay. Well, well, I'm gonna be horrible at it. Good. Be, be really bad at it. Suck at it. Because at some point, you will get better. I can't tell you how horrible, even though I had the natural skills of improv, I stink so badly in some shows. And I needed to, and we both did. And we had the luxury of when we were starting off, we would do three shows a night, six nights a week. You know when you're young and broke and you don't care and you can do anything? I'm invincible. Six nights a week, three shows. So at some point you end up, if you're lucky, you become an outlier. And, and I think that we did that. But in the beginning, we were horrible and we didn't mind. We had audiences just looking at you like, why are you even breathing right now, Wayne? And it's like, thank you very much. And then you run backstage and you turn around and do the next show. So, so by Christian Monica getting up here with such enthusiasm, you guys actually embodied that. You didn't know what was gonna happen. And you didn't know if, if you were gonna be the butt of a joke, you trusted me. So you also il illustrated the trust in your partner, which is another tenant, which I hope I earned by being open to you and not setting you up. So the trust, the fearlessness, the yes and, and the listening and the commitment to, to the bit. We've had people on stage play with us before sometimes and they get so, okay, and either they walk off or they try to blow up the scene by being so bad on purpose that they get the wrong type of attention. So they didn't commit to it either. So I have to commend both of you. Where, where's Christian? I want to give him some love. Oh, right in front of me. I said listening, not looking. Uh, thanks, man. Thank you. This episode of Creative Control is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. So uh, I think we should illustrate a couple others by yeah. just doing doing a couple of new new choice new choice props also or something like that. yeah 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 let's do new choice okay uh, new choice is uh, fun it's really kind of a, a brain teaser for us um, we are just going to do a scene and at any time either one of us can say what like you would in any conversation whenever I say what actually let's trust someone from the, the audience, audience who could completely train wreck this yes please yes come on I'm ready for you what's your name sir Casey, Casey nice to meet you Casey and there's a microphone. Money. All right, so Casey. Jonathan, you want to explain? Doing a whole show over here. Yes, so like I was saying, you're in charge of that microphone. So whenever you say what, whoever just spoke will have to go back in time one second and say something completely different. Now, the, you can also do it more than once. So I might say, I want a ham sandwich. What? I want a Cuban sandwich. What? You could keep doing it. You could do it once, twice, five times, whatever you want to do to torture us. <laughs> so you're basically controlling the flow of the story. For both of you. For yes. both of us. Okay. Yes, sir. And so it's it's not just on whatever we say. It's also if if we do something, like if we walk in a door, if we lift something, what? And we just have to do it over. Okay. Um, let's go over here. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I just wanted to ask you something. But, <laughs> but it's nice to meet you. Um, um, are you single or? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, then tell, tell me the, uh, one of the silliest disagreements you, you've ever had in a relationship. 
Dishes. Okay, that's a good common one. The dishes. dishes. Okay, the dishes. so we'll just start there. Dishes. Ready? <sighs> Water's not working. <sighs> hey, hun? Y yeah? The water's not working again. Did you call the plumber? Well, I was kind of hoping that you would do that since, you know. Since you know what? Because you never do anything around the house. Okay, we start this again. I never do anything. Why don't I do anything around the house? Because I am outside the house. What? Because I am working the perimeter. I guard the house. I have been hired literally to just guard the house. I guard the house. What? I guard my spouse. And I appreciate that. I love being guarded. I, I, I don't mind it at all. What? I want a divorce. <laughs> I'm sorry, all this constant guarding and not cleaning or helping. You know what? In most places, you can't have it both ways. You can't be clean and protected because I can just not do it. And you can have a spotless house and someone just comes in and then kidnaps you. What? Someone comes in and kidnaps me. I don't want to be kidnapped. And the dog doesn't want me to be kidnapped because I feed the dog. That's what I do. I guard and I feed. I guard and protect. That's how I, that's my love language. Who gets to keep the dog? Oh, okay. What? 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 Cut him in half. Okay. There we go. Oh. It's okay, he's part earthworm. He'll regrow both sides. Thanks to your work in science. Look, sweetheart. I can't run this entire family by myself. The guarding is good. What about our kids, James, Timothy, and Johnson? What? What about our kids, Francis, Ford, and Coppola? What? What about our kids? Well, the unknown group named our kids? Yes. They don't want to see us fight like this. They don't. They don't. Do you think that we should, I don't know, go see someone? What? Do you think that we can solve this ourselves? What? Do you want to go see my crazy mama? She's always helped in the past. What? She's gone. What? She's available on book on tape. She was the best psychiatrist that this family ever knew. Let's listen to chapter three. Ah, that's a tape player. It is a tape player. Click. The first thing you need to do when you are in a relationship. What? Hello, the first thing you need to do in a relationship. Is that, oh, I'm sorry, it's slow. The first thing you need to do in a relationship is listen to each other and compromise. All right. How about, I will call the plumber, I will do the perimeter guarding, you do the dishes, I'll name the kids. Okay, start with the kids. What? Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. What? Tito, Marlon, Randy, Jermaine. What? Fred, Scooby, Shaggy, Velma. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's it. All right. I'll get back to doing science. And I'll get back to garden. Thanks, hon. I love you. I love you too. Give him a big round of applause. <laughs> Thank you so much, man.
<laughs> so, so do you guys have have any questions at this point? So maybe your questions will will uh, spawn an activity. Any questions about what it is or how it may apply to what you do? Because I don't know what a lot of you in the room do. So maybe I can ant answer that and see. Yes, ma'am. She said what? Hold on, we have mics. <laughs> we have mics. Um, like, what if the person you're interacting with in the workplace, what if they're not building off of you, right? Like, you guys have a really good rapport. It was working. The players you brought up from stage were working with you. But... Sometimes you go in with positive intent, the other person doesn't necessarily respond in kind. How do you pivot from there? Well, I think that's just a life thing. You can't, you know, if, if you see an interaction like that, all, all you can control is yourself, right? And I've had that happen on stage as well, where maybe there's been someone thrown up on stage with us that was a friend of somebody. He's like, oh yeah, Wayne, they're great. And then we, we, we start doing the show and I go, oh my God, you are the worst. <laughs> and I try. I try, I give them a fair shake. And then after a couple lines out of their mouths, I'm like, you're garbage. So I will now do my thing. So, so basically I think that's it for life, right? And that's something that, that I deal, deal with and I think that we all do. You can't make someone do something. You can't control the outcome, especially in a work environment. So, so the best that you can do, I find, is the best that you can do is practice the yes and. If it bounces off of their armor, at least you did it and then turn around and give that yes and to someone that actually will accept it. And I would hope that if that happens in a place of work, that there's somebody that you can talk to in a position to say, hey, I'm a team player. I am ready to do this thing. I would like to make this work. It's not happening over here. What can I do? Just bringing positivity to it, I think, is is isn't and that also to my ears it sounds a little pollyanna as well but there's a place and a time for it positivity does work so so i i i hope that answers that and i would love to talk to you because you are immaculately dressed and your hat is amazing i would love to come and work for you you look so good <laughs> how you doing my name is samuel uh, thank you guys again for this it was very valuable thank you sir uh, my question is how, how are you able to balance that emotional intelligence while also remaining authentic, you know, in the workplace or, or on stage? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it's hard. And I think it's a person to person thing. So, so I can only speak for myself. Your, your emotional intelligence, as a lot of us know, because I'm going to just go, go on a limb and say that if you're in this room, I would like to believe that you are reasonably successful. I'd like to believe that you are of a certain intelligence and drive, right? So, the, so that's not even the issue. That like everyone here can pretty much get to where they want to go or, or you're in the process of. It's, so the intelligence isn't the problem. How do you make the emotional piece? I have a horrible time making the two line up. In fact, just yesterday on my Instagram, if you guys would like to follow me, I'm Mr. Brady Baby on, on Instagram. Uh, I, I posted this five minute message because I had a thought about that before um, I, I competed. I'm competing on Dancing with the Stars on Disney Plus. So if you guys check out the show, I'm pretty dope. So, uh, so, so I had to have a talk with myself and the emotional piece of me, I, I, I had to have the talk of, I don't believe, I would like to believe that everyone knows the things that I know about me. 
You should know that I'm an accomplished singer, dancer, actor, writer, this, and da 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 and the whole nine. You should know that, because I've done things all over the place, so you should know that. Why wouldn't you know that? Well, well, Wayne, they wouldn't know that because the world is so big and things are so varied and folks have tastes. Maybe the only thing, different tastes, I mean. So the only, so maybe the only thing that they know or the only thing this person liked is whose line? Maybe there's somebody who is the biggest game show fan in the world and they can say, Wayne, I love Let's Make a Deal. I hear you love Let's Make a Deal, but that's a game show. What about me starring in the show on Showtime right now with John Bernthal do, doing this great, great dramatic role? So you don't think that I'm a good actor? <laughs> Spiraling. The emotional component, you, you for me, and, and I keep bringing it back therapeutically to me because I can't speak for anyone else. For me, that's why the yes and piece works because the yes and is also an acceptance it's an acceptance of the things that are placed in front of me, of certain offers that life gives you. Offers, that's a thing that we talk about in improvisation, that when, when, when we speak or if I set out a box to Jonathan and he opens it and he then does something with it, that's an offer. Life gives us offers all day. Some offers are great, some offers suck, some are very uh, uh, basic, but we get offers every single day. If you, I'm trying to yes and the offers that come to me no matter their shape and size, and deal with them on a case-by-case -case basis emotionally, as opposed to the blanket of, of, it should all be like this, or the blanket of, of expectations, or the blanket of, in, of, uh, of being ungrateful, because things should be the way that they should. Doing yes and, actually, for me, is helping me, because if I break everything down in my life, like I have to say yes and to it, and, and it doesn't mean I have to see it through to some logical conclusion emotionally. It just means that I have to deal with it. And just being on stage right now, I got on a plane to come here to get, get here because I wanted to show up. So much of this also in whatever you guys do, and I'm also assuming that you're good at it, you show up, right? You show up for your thing. So under the, the whole blanket of, of the yes and, it's me showing up because I show up to get on stage. I show up to listen to my partner to make this scene. I show up to see what the audience is responding to. I'm trying to show up in my personal life. I show up as, as a dad. I show up as a writer. I show up as a, as, as, as a host. I'm trying to show up for whatever I'm needed. And the only way that I can do that is to put it through the filter of the improvisational skills. So I hope that answers that. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm watching the clock. We, we, we have a minute and 15 seconds. Yes, ma'am. Hi, how are you? My name is I'm Milana. Well. Hey, Milana. Um, I know that you've talked about your experience. Don't know how long you've been in the industry, um, but it's been a very long years. time. Yes. Yes. But, but a lot of that was as a kid, so okay. I'm not 80 because, yes. you know, if yes. you're black, you never know. But, but yes, I'm only, yeah. Well, it seems like it's been a very long time, very experienced. How do you stay curious and fresh when you are playing and trying to learn new skills as well? Because that is one of my superpowers. I'm curious I, and I love to read and I love to learn. If I don't know it, I'm gonna do my best to learn it. And that's why improv is a beautiful tool for that because really it's nerd football. It's every <laughs> useless bit of information, history, anything trivia that you've, you, you've accrued and you can use it on stage. 
And, and I feel that not just in my field, but in any field, if you don't innovate, we bring it back home, right? If you don't innovate, then you fall behind. Especially, like for me, if I don't stay fresh with, a, with our references doing improv, we, we always say the references are the first thing, things to go. Nobody wants to see a bunch of old guys on stage doing improv, making jokes from like the 90s, doing, doing their best Baywatch impressions or whatnot. No, you have to stay current. So I just do that because it's a part of me and it's something that I love, but it's something that I would say to, say, say to you all, stay on top of it, always be an innovator in your field. And got 23 seconds. That's, that's 23 over. Oh, oh, it's over? Yeah. We are, it is? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, that was amazing. Mm. 